Good morning, my friends. It is Joe Zenk. It is um, Tuesday, July the 14th, and I come to you with another Cup of Joe podcast. Um, For those who have not joined us before, if you are joining us for the first time, this is a daily podcast. I do Monday through Friday. I read the gospel of the day and, uh, and make a few comments on it and then uh, pray a decade of the rosary together. So without further ado, let's take a look at uh, today's gospel, which is Matthew chapter 11, verses 20 to 24. Matthew 11, 20 to 24. So let's listen to the word of God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus began to reproach the towns where most of his mighty deeds had been done, since they had not repented. Woe to you, Chorazan! Woe to you, Bethsaida! For if the mighty deeds done in your midst had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would long ago have repented in sackcloth and ashes. But I tell you, it will be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon on that day of judgment than for you. And as for you, Capernaum, will you be exalted to heaven? You will go down to the netherworld. For if the mighty deeds done in your midst had been done in Sodom, it would have remained until this day. But I tell you, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom on the day of judgment than for you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So sometimes, uh, you know, the words that we, we say and, and we're like, praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, for these words, they're, they're not that comforting. <laughs> because if we're honest, uh, sometimes we're a lot more uh, Chorazin and uh, Bethsaida than we are uh, the ones who listen. Um, I think there are days that, that we listen well, uh, and there are days we do not. Uh, And so, of course, what is happening here is translatable uh, to us as individuals. It's translatable to us as uh, parish communities that say, how well do we hear the word of God and allow that word to take root, uh, to take seed, that seed to, to, to find root, purchase within ourselves and grow. Um, so, of course, here Jesus is using the, the towns. Remember, we're, he just sent out his, his disciples on mission. And so now he himself is going to, uh, that was the last line of the gospel yesterday, he himself is going to these towns uh, to preach the good news and not just stay in one place, but to bring it to other places. And so clearly he went to Chorazan and to Bethsaida, and clearly he's meeting with um, non-repentance. He's meeting with difficulty. He's meeting with resistance. And he's frustrated with that. And uh, in this region, of course, are the, uh, the remains of towns that uh, didn't make it. Uh, Corazon would not have been far away uh, from Capernaum. Capernaum, my goodness, is where he lives. And, uh, and we know Sodom down, uh, I believe Sodom is more southern. Uh, that the legend of Sodom and Gomorrah, of course, are, are famous and, and etched in Scripture. And so he's basically saying, hey, listen, 
if you don't want to end up like that, meaning destroyed, uh, feeling destruction, I have the words of life, not death. But we need to listen to them. We need to allow them to, to grow within us. We need to, to help them find that purchase and, and find root and, and move forward. They, they need to find themselves in repentance, in different way of living, um, which is, of course, what the sackcloth and ash represent. But they heard the word, they listened, and it didn't change their life. Uh, it's, it's like, and I, I use the phrase from, um, from a songwriter, it's like that we go to the edge of the world. We go to the, to the beauty of the Grand Canyon. We stay there for five minutes. We see it. We drop a rock off the edge of that world and turn and return to the very same life. We see the world in its imminence and beauty, and it's only momentary. We simply go back to who and what and how we were. It isn't only Corazon and, and Bethsaida, of course, and Capernaum, who, who, are, are who Jesus is speaking to. He's speaking to you and I. Uh, brothers and sisters, we've, we've walked to the end of the world. We've seen the immense beauty. And we've seen uh, what it entails and what it invites us to. Can we walk back to the very same life that we had before and live it in a similar way? Or how do we take that beauty, that immensity, that knowledge, that presence that we did not have before and allow it to change us. Again, which is the word repent, turn around. To turn to something new and be new. And not only us as individuals, like I said, our, our, our communities, wherever and however those are. Uh, how do we allow that seed of the Word of God, to fall on good ground, to use the gospel from this Sunday, uh, and produce 30, 60, 100-fold. Today, brothers and sisters, we celebrate a feast day. It is the feast of Kateri Tekekwitha, uh, the Native American, um, who, brothers and sisters, was, uh, I'll just give a little bit of background, Kateri was born back in the 17th century, mid 17th century, uh, in the upper New York area. And Kateri's mother had been kidnapped by a, a tribe um, and, uh, and forced to marry the chief of, of this very fierce tribe. And uh, this tribe, when she was, gosh, I want to say when she was four years old, uh, Kateri took it with a lost her, both her mom and her dad, the chief of the tribe, and her mother, who was a Christian, by the way, and her brother uh, to a smallpox epidemic. So Kateri then was taken in by her uncle. And uh, in the town where her uncle lived, where she was being raised, and her, her uncle was a, a chief as well, 
Uh, there were those who were, they called black robes. Three Jesuit missionaries came to live with them. And some of them were housed at the, the home of the chief of her uncle. And she sat at their feet and listened to them and, uh, and longed for what they, they uh, brought. Now, I didn't tell you this. When the smallpox epidemic came through, uh, Kateri was, she did not pass away, obviously, like her parents and her brother, but she was terribly disfigured from it. And uh, postules uh, over her, her face and body. Uh, she became blind in one eye. And so she struggled with health issues. Anyway, um, she uh, was very interested in what these black robes were, were telling her. Uh, but for fear of her uncle, it kept her from seeking formal instruction. But eventually, at the age of 19, so again, this is 15 years of just kind of hearing conversation, not directed toward her and not formal instruction, that she longed for this, she made the commitment not to marry, uh, that she would not do that, which, of course, that would have been her life. Her life would have been... Um, along with her, her husband. It would have been dependent upon her husband. But she made that decision not to marry and to become baptized. And so at the age of 19, she was baptized, which put her in this tribe of which her uncle was the chief as a slave, as somebody who was second, I'll even say third class. But she did it with grace and poise. And she even chose to... Um, uh, take Sunday off as, as Sabbath. And because of that, they gave her no food on Sundays, on the Sabbath day, because she didn't work. Again, she was treated as a slave. And so she fasted all that day and fasted and prayed for her community that they may come to know Christ and may come to be baptized as well. Uh, as she grew older, um, in, you know, say a year or two later, uh, she felt that she was in danger, and one of the priests, one of the Jesuit missionaries, those black robes, uh, invited her to go north uh, to safety. So she did a 200-mile walk north toward Montreal, where uh, she housed with someone there and got formal instruction. And it was there at the age of 23. She uh, dedicated her life uh, to perpetual virginity uh, and following Christ. She didn't do this because she knew that religious women overseas did it. She had no idea. She just felt like that was, she wanted uh, Christ to be her bride and therefore took that, uh, that path. Met uh, another friend who was uh, a Christian woman, wanted to form a community, but the priest there said, no, Nope, that uh, you are called to live not in community and not start a community of women, but to live in ordinariness, to live your faith in an ordinary way. And so she did. Um, and, uh, and that is where she uh, took ill and, uh, and died. And so she died at the age of 23 or 24, very young. Uh, but again, had struggled with great, um, great difficulty and, uh, and great hardship in her life. But through it all, uh, continued to say yes and continued to be open to where God invited her. She allowed, brothers and sisters, in other words, those seeds which Jesus talks about 
to take root within her, and it changed her life. You know, my friends, oftentimes we can wait and say, I, I, I am going to give and, and allow those seeds to grow, and I'm going to give myself in, in a radical way to Christ. But I have to wait until I have that time to do that, until I have the, the silence to do it, until I, I'm not as busy as I am now to do it. But what we see with Kateri is, no. By the way, when she was baptized, she was given the name Kateri, which means Catherine. So her, I assume her, her given name was Tekakwitha, uh, but Kateri Tekakwitha means Catherine, that she took upon her baptism. But Kateri did not wait. It was in the midst of life that she lost her, her parents. It was in the midst of uh, being raised in a fierce tribe by her very uncle, who was the leader, and, and forbade her from formal instruction with these black robes that she listened and and caught what they were saying and it was like an infection a virus in, in her and she couldn't say no to that it, it brought her to away from that community 200 miles away uh, to a place again that that hardship there that she was called to live it in an ordinary way so brothers and sisters in our ordinariness today our God invites us to allow that word to grow within us, to allow it to make changes no matter what's going on. Because, brothers and sisters, where Christ is is where we need to be. And holiness does not thrive only when the conditions are correct. It thrives anywhere that the cross is. And Kateri said yes to that. Let's pray. Uh, if there is someone or something for which you would like to pray today's Decade of the Rosary, I invite you to call it to mind at this time. And let's begin in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The second joyful mystery, the visitation. Mary goes to visit Elizabeth. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners 
now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, my friends, once again, thank you for uh, taking time to join us today. Blessings on the rest of your day. May you and I and all of us, the Church of God, um, be open to where it is that God leads us this day, to be open to whatever type and how that seed is planted within us. May we say yes to what it is and, uh, and allow it to grow within us today. God bless you.